celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And the whole gang is here. We are live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach, California for the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference. I tell you, this is the place to be. It is. You know, I don't know. I don't know what it was like last year, but I can tell you it's crowded. There's a lot of people that maybe are looking for a new line of work. I know. Hey, Bobby, I know you're looking for some part-time work. Honey, seriously, I need to fill in some gaps. That's the way I'm just going to refer to it in my checking account. (laughs) Pet City may be the way to do that. Exactly. And I love animals, so I'm thinking it's a good idea. We were talking to a guy who was a stockbroker. He gave it up. Wall Street, the stress of Wall Street to become a pet sitter, and now he has a staff of 17 people, and he's making over six figures. I know that. What? Yes. You doing do, pets. Doing wow. pet sitting. What it are we is, doing radio for? It's a legitimate business, and the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, they, they help everyone along starting their business. They've taken the learning curve, uh-huh. and they've made it easier for you. Yes. So, uh, you know, a little part-time. I like that. You like that. <laughs> Blotty's here. Hey, Blotty, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing the better than I deserve. I had some <laughs> advantage when I came here, but uh, I'm fine now. Yeah. What do you think of the Queen Mary? Oh, I love it. I love it. Did you see the Russian uh, attack submarine was in the back? No, I didn't. No. I didn't see that. Lord, oh. he brought friends. I felt, I felt myself very protected today. <laughs> he brought backup. Well, now everyone's here, mm-hmm. but Bobby, you're not here. Yes, What's Bobby, that about? where are you? Not setting foot on that floating haunted house. What? Haunted house? Oh, come on. It is haunted. I s- okay, are you ready? Okay. Yes. okay. Here's just a few of the things that you can expect while you're there on what's known as the Grey Ghost. The reason you guys know why they called her the Grey Ghost. <laughs> no. Right? no, I know. Okay, back during World War II, she was used as a transport ship, troop transport, and they painted her gray so she could not be seen oh. by the enemy. But there's already, okay, if you go down to the second class pool room, there's a spirit of this little ghost girl named Jackie. Oh. who sadly drowned down there. If you go to the Queen's Salon, which is in the ship's <gasps> first-class lounge. That's where we are. Right? That's, That's where, where we are right now. Right now. Are you ready for what you're going to see? Yes. Look at this corner of the room. Yes. Look for a beautiful young woman in an elegant white evening gown. She may be dancing there alone. Hold on. There are a lot of beautiful Yeah, there really is. I don't know what to look at. So that's why you're not here is because you're afraid of ghosts. Is that it? I am a great big sissy Mary. <laughs> well, I have a German Shepherd here. Mika, are you here? And that's okay. Is she? Okay, now you watch her. If she starts looking up at the ceiling or looking places where people aren't, uh-huh. she's seeing them. That's a sign of a ghost right yeah, there. Or the hair. Mm-hmm. If her hair stands mm-hmm. up on her back. Mika, where is the there ghost? Here, right? Just check with the dog. <laughs> okay. I can't believe Vladi made it past security. Yeah, I really can't. <laughs> and I mean that in a good way. With, with the dog, I might mention. Uh, with the dog in one hand and vodka, bottle of vodka in another hand, I really did it. You really oh. bribe everyone with a little vodka. Isn't that what you do? <laughs> sure, yeah, that's yeah, California yeah. for welcome. You expected me to do the show without vodka. I, already, I always had the tea. To today, I decided to try something different. Yeah, okay. we got the regular old stuff that we have every weekend. we got Vladi answering your calls about your dog behavior questions. We have Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions. Uh, Vinnie Penn is on the way with his satirical look at animals. By the way, have you seen his best-selling book yet? Check it out. It's called Guido's Credo. How's that coming along? I want to read it after well, you. Well, hasn't, he hasn't quit Animal Radio yet. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> it, also uh, today, animal communicator Joy Turner will be joining us. And for early birds, you could adopt a dog 
for free from your local animal shelter. I'll have details coming up in the news. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Police in Springville, Utah, say a teenage driver lost control of her car while scrambling to capture her pet gerbil. While the 17-year-old was trying to catch her gerbil who had gotten out of his cage, she veered off the road, hitting a stranded truck hooked up to another truck with jumper cables. The impact pushed the two trucks together, pinning a woman in between. She suffered a broken leg, and a male co-worker helping the woman with her truck also suffered a broken leg. Neither the teenager or the gerbil were hurt, and no charges have been brought against her at this time, but I'm sure she's learned a valuable lesson. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's Animal Radio, you lucky dog. You we're coming to you live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach. It's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference. A lot of people learning about pet sitting today. If you want to learn more, head on over to petsitters.org. If you're looking for a pet sitter, same place. These are bonded, certified sitters that can come into your house. And take care of your pet instead of sending them to the kennel for the weekend when you head out of town. Or if you can't bring them, bring in a pet sitter. Yes, let them stay at home and bring in the professional. Home's best. It's less stress. You you actually don't, never leave your house, do you? <laughs> I am a shut-in. Thank you for pointing that out, Hal. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to point that. Use our multi-million dollar radio station to, to point that out there. <laughs> what do we got coming up in the news? Well, if you've noticed, it's uh, cold out everywhere, uh-huh. and especially in the south. Got some tips for keeping your animals warm. During the cold snap, that's coming up in the news. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hey Bill, how you doing? Hi guys, just fine. You're on. Hey, the- um, excuse me, go ahead. You go ahead. I have a four-year-old puppy on, and she has a. She makes a gagging sound. Something is coming deep in her throat, and she started when she was about four years or four months, four or five months old. I figured it was mm-hmm. something that she would just outgrow, but it, she keeps doing it. Okay. So it's not a sneeze? It's not a cough? No, it's a gagging sound. Okay. And when it when she makes this sound, um, what, is she doing anything right prior to that? Well, um, I first noticed it when she was eating. And I kind of spoil her. I buy rotisserie chicken, and I I put about two inches in a baggie, and I give that to her every day, along with some uh, some Iams uh, dog food, some dry dog food. Um, but I notice that if I don't peel that chicken up in little bitty pieces, that um, it it occurs. So I don't know if okay. she's not chewing her food up enough, or she's never. Where she's always had something to eat there, but I've noticed okay. a time or two recently in the last few months that she would be asleep and she'll just wake up and starts just gagging. Okay, so it doesn't always happen with food then, and is it kind yeah. of like a kind of a snorting kind of sound? It almost looks like an asthma attack. 
an asthma attack. Um, I'll describe a little bit. No, um, uh, it's almost like she's gasping for air. Just, I can't hardly, I can't describe like a, it. <laughs> kind of sound? Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. It's like she, it's like she's, she's gagging on something. Okay, because what I guess what I'm trying what I'm trying to describe here is kind of a interesting little sound that's something between a sneeze and between a cough that a lot of dogs do, and it's basically called a reverse sneeze, and it is characterized by um, kind of a vibrational sound, and most dogs when they do this they kind of extend their neck a little bit, um, they kind of stick it out and they make the sound. Um, they don't usually cough anything up afterwards, but the episode can last for sometimes just a very short while, even up to a couple minutes. Um, but it, it really isn't a cough in the sense of a <laughs> kind of thing. Um, it's more of this kind of snorting sound. Does that kind of sound like what she's doing for you? Well, she does kind of extend her head, and I can tell that the muscles are contracting in her neck. Oh, okay. And, uh, yep. She'll kind of, kind of, her head will go in a forward motion and mm-hmm. kind of slightly down. Um, okay. I, I don't believe it's a sneeze. She she sneezed before, and you know it's yep. a regular sneeze, like a dog. They shake their head when they sneeze, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it doesn't Bill, I, really I, resemble a sneeze. Okay, I, I definitely think what you're describing sounds like this reverse sneeze sound, and uh, the good news is that it is completely harmless. Um, it is not a sign that she's having severe um, problems getting air. Um, but it is kind of this weird little fit that dogs do. Um, sometimes it's after excitement. Sometimes it's after they're kind of running around or if they pull on their leash or um, just get a little too overworked up. But we do see some dogs that will do it for no reason whatsoever or even those that wake up from sleep to do it. So there is a little bit of a phenomenon. We don't always know why it happens. But the things I would want to check out um, for your baby are going to be kind of in the nose and the mouth area. Make sure we don't have any bad teeth, because um, sometimes no, no, sinus no, problems. I uh, I take her to the vet uh, probably more than most people take their kids to the vet. She had one baby <laughs> tooth that wasn't coming through, and uh, about a year ago I had her spayed, and I told her to go ahead and take that tooth out and clean Great. her teeth. Good. So I mean, Good. there's there. I had a vet tell me that she has there. There is a birth defect associated with either the throat or the esophagus, but it's way down deep and it's it's not operable. It's just, they, they have tried it in the past, but it's just not successful. And, yeah, and that's, uh, I don't that's know definitely what something a little different than what we might be talking about. Um, what you're re- referring to is something called a collapsing trachea. And that is common in in small breeds, yeah. And that with that, they really will do more of a true cough. So you'll have coughing episodes that can kind of happen in the same scenarios, but more with excitement. So if we're seeing more of this kind of, kind of snorting, tense neck episode, I'm going to call that reverse sneezing, and I'm going to say, well, we can consider things like antihistamines to try to make that better, and you know, check to make sure our eyes, nose, all that stuff are clear. There's no sign of any other deeper infection. In some cases, we don't do anything at all. We just kind of calm the pet, help them through the episode. Um, and only in some really rare cases will we have to go through some medical workup where we have to do things like looking for nasal mites or some weird things that could be going on in the, in the nose. So for the most part, reverse sneezing, I'm going to tell you, 
if it doesn't hurt her that much and it doesn't bother you, I'd let it go. Otherwise, try an antihistamine for that. Uh, she don't act like she's suffering other than, you know, uh, she's making this weird expression on her face and, and everything indicates that she's choking, she's gasping for air. You know, yeah. and naturally, you know, my heart skips a beat, but it don't last but just a few seconds, if maybe 10 seconds at the most, and it clears right up. Good, um, good. And I'd have to tell you, Bill, I have, when I did emergency call, I got calls about reverse sneezes all the time with very panicked uh, pet parents. So um, you're not alone in your concern, but you should feel a little bit of comfort knowing that it's not anything harmful. Just talk to her calmly, stroke her throat when this happens, and she'll come through it. So I hope that gives you some peace of mind there. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio at 1-866-405-8405. Vinnie Penn, your resident party animal. Welcome to the party animal segment. Uh, right now, I want to get right to it. Something I just kind of want to stop. No matter how hot the girl, no matter how enticing the scenario, the outfit she's wearing, no more baby talk to the dogs. Real turn off over my buddy's house. His sister is smoking hot. But when she came down the stairs in her tight little sweatpants with the word angel across the back, which uh, <laughs> not necessarily true if uh word on the street is accurate. When she went up and started kissing the dog, you know, I love seeing a dog lover, but when she started saying, Who's my little doggy? Who's my little doggy that loves you? Tell me you love me. Tell me you love me too. All right, well he's not going to. And when he barks, that doesn't mean he comprehends what you're doing. And the baby talk to the dogs has to stop. Mini Pen, Party Animal Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about. www.SafeGuardForDogs.com There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for SafeGuard K90 Wormers. And even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one. www.safeguardfordogs.com Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. 
For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Kid Judy, start snapping video, just digital shots of like panning the room. Right. And if you get weird little lens flare where there's there shouldn't be, uh-huh. that's a spirit, okay? Okay. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And really, frankly, those two are just a bunch of windbags. Speak for yourself. But they're cute. They are cute. We're just the ringmaster, the real professionals here. We got Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Of course, we got Bobby Hill with your news. We got Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions. Animal communicator Joey Turner talking with your animals. Britt Savage and Vinnie Penn. And we are coming to you live from the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference. That's at the Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. And I thought, what better way to start off the show, but with a head honcho. What, you don't like it? The, the top dog, does that work for you, Monica? That works. Monica Layton is joining us. And you've been the president, are the president, incoming president? How, how's this I working? I just started my term in January. Okay. And you, it's a one-year term? Two. Two-year term. Mm-hmm. Are there term limits? Can you be reelected? No. Well, you're reelected for the second year, and after that, they, they've had enough. They're on to the next person. How long have you been with NAPS? For about five years now. What got you involved? Were you uh, one of those people that decided you wanted to do pet sitting and found the organization? Yes. I mean, I started the business, and I really wanted a place to go to get the information and support I need to not just you know make the business survive, but to make it grow and prosper and be something that you know, it pays the bills and, you know, makes my living. I didn't want to do it part-time. I wanted a big, successful business. A lot of people wonder if they can really pay their bills doing pet city. What is the reality to that? The reality is like any other business. What you put into it is what you get. It can be done. I mean, people... We have people here that, you know, are making six figures a year, and that's realistic for a company if you put the time into it and you have the background and the support and the materials you need to do so. If you're listening right now and you're one of those unfortunates that have lost your job this last week because of the economic crisis, I've heard so many phone calls about this this week, Pet City might be the answer for you. How hard is it to get into it? How long is the process to get involved, and when would you possibly be able to pay your rent? Um, you know, again, it depends on where you're located and everything. But, I mean, as far as the process of getting the business going and getting involved and getting it together, I mean, you're really looking at, you know, joining joining an association like NAPS gives you all the tools. It makes mm. it a lot faster. Mm. If you were to start on your own without any kind of guidance, it's going to take you a lot longer to put things together from scratch that going with a professional association, they offer all those members that benefit as part of their membership. I mm. mean, people come in... And they join up as members that do not even have, you know, their business started yet. They come in and they say, you know, hey, I need to get going. What do I need to do? I mean, we offer the business center that step-by-step on what you need to do to get your business off and running. All the tools, the insurance, the bonding, the education, you know, the background. All the things you don't really think about because you may not be business-oriented, but you got to be bonded. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, right now we're having uh, John, who is the president-elect. 
President-elect. Not, not President-elect for the country, but for, but the for NAPS. Yes, for NAPS. And uh, uh, my question to you, they, they, I mean, myself, when I just came to this great country 10 years ago, I started as the pet sitter. I do know how important to be professional, how it's important, how so many things you need to put together. And I know your organization teaching the people about everything. And I would, I would I think also the beauty about this business, you don't have expenses too much. You don't have those outheads. Uh, and uh, like a low overhead, exactly overhead. Thank you uh, for my uh, for being good translator. <laughs> so, in other words, in other words, the beauty about this business is you can start it with uh, no cost or low cost, and your organization is going to help because right now probably hundreds, maybe thousands of people listening who is thinking, contemplating about joining your organization and becoming the new business. What would you suggest them? Well, the first thing I would say is go to petsitters.org, which is the NAPS website. On there, they'll they will find many tools and helpful aids to get started. They'll find a guide, a step-by-step guide, once they become a member that leads them into starting their business, continuing their business, and what they need to succeed in the business. After becoming a member, we have a new members mentoring conference where they can call in. And on that conference, they will be hand-led through all the benefits of NAPS, how to use the benefits. Uh, there's actually free for the members, copies of different contracts, paperwork that's used in the business. Mm. And unlike some associations, that is free to our members. There's mm. no charge for that. NAPS is a non-profit organization. You said some other associations. You mean there's other associations? There are a few other different associations out there. And uh, I mean, I think it's good to be a member of more than one association. Oh, although okay. I think you get a lot more for your money with sure. NAPS because we give back to the members whatever we get in. We're totally non-profit. The, myself, the board members, the vo- are all volunteers. There's no, no salary or pay for this, uh, as opposed to a for-profit organization mm-hmm. where the first priority is to make a profit and then return what's back. We return whatever comes in back to the members in the form of benefits. Uh, you were talking about starting up your business. You can get back out of the business what you put into the business. Really? The, the main thing is you have to approach it as a business mm-hmm. and not as... Okay. Yeah, not as a hobby. Uh, and how quick you can make rent, as you were asking before, it's going to depend on what you know, advertising, how are you going to market your business. There are ways to do it that is less expensive than other than ways that are more expensive. But, again, the more you put into your business, the quicker you're going to get a return on your business. Okay, and NAPS is going to help you do that. I encourage you to head on over to their website at PetSitters.org. We're coming to you live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach. It's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference. And, also and I'm here. Yes, Dr. <laughs> Debbie. Let's answer some calls. Who do we have? I believe we have Diane on the phone. Hi, Diane. Hi, how are you? Very good. I have Dr. Debbie sitting right next to us. Hi, Dr. Debbie. How are you today? I'm doing great. What can we do for you today? You know, I have two Jack Russells. One is um, eight, and they're about ten months apart. The other one is approaching nine. And one is a broken-haired, and one is a wired-haired. And my wired-haired Jack Russell, for the last, I'd say, four years, has had real bad hot spots. And just since we've moved out to California from the East Coast, Mm-hmm. And we've tried everything, the diet, to see if he was allergic. We've tried, you know, specialized foods where we go miles to buy it. And, you know, the steroids, but the steroids, after he's on them for a while, he gets the bad liver count. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know what to do anymore. It's like, he, the poor thing is like almost raw from scratching himself. And tried every okay. antibiotic. 
So he has been on antibiotics as well? Yeah. Okay. Because what we call a hot spot is technically, that is actually an area of what we call moist dermatitis. So that's usually a, a really bad bacterial infection that develops in the skin. And a lot of times it is triggered from allergies, excessive scratching, things like that. But by itself, hot spots are more of a, just a description, and it's not really a, a clinical syndrome. Because he is a Jack Russell, I would definitely be worried this boy has kind of general underlying allergies. Um, and um, Jack Russells are just not not blessed when it comes to skin things. So they can have um, inhalant-related allergies and food allergies. So if especially if the steroids aren't doing him very good, then we may, really might want to look into some of these other things to see how we can kind of attack that from another direction. Um, you know, the steroids now, work, just that they're not... He's shown high liver counts when he's, when he's on them on a consistent basis, but it does stop the itch steroids. Okay, so it does. Good. But, yeah, the downside with steroids is that some patients, you know, we can see this uh, elevation with their liver tests, and sometimes that's just a benign change, but it makes it hard to know when there is really a serious problem with the liver going on. So that raises concerns for dogs that are on that. Um, there are some alternatives we can talk about, and one of the big things would be a, a food direction here. And I would d- definitely see about getting him on a prescription hypoallergenic diet for allergies. Um, a lot out there, um, but I talked to your veterinarian. Um, one of my favorites is the ZD product by um, Hills. Um, there's one made by Purina, Royal Canin. There's tons of them out there, but that's one way to kind of try to get around this allergy thing. The other thing is that some medicines in place of prednisone, not that they're without side effects, but they might be a little different direction. And I find a lot of success with a medicine called cyclosporine. And How do you spell that? that um, spelled C-Y-C-L-O-S-P-O-R-I-N-E, cyclosporine. Okay. <laughs> and we won't we won't use it in a long sentence or anything like that. But <laughs> that is a that's a medication that um, it kind of works with the immune system. So especially for pets with uh, skin related allergies, it's something we can use to try to control in a long term long term uh, method. And we start off with a higher dosage, and then we work our way down to the lowest effective dose. And um, I'd have to say the n- number one dog that I use it on is definitely a short haired white coat breed dog. Um, you can pick your breed, Jack Russells, uh, English Bulldogs, uh, all of those type of dogs that have that short white coat. So I would see about that. And then making sure, I always like to make sure we're not missing anything on the skin surface. Check for mites and check for um, any concurrent bacterial infection because if we're not addressing that, we're not going to stop the itch for your little baby there. Right. No, I, I, that doesn't seem to be the case. I haven't said that many times. Like I said, we have tried different diets. But what was it, the one food that you liked, the DD something you just said? Yeah. Um, the My favorite is ZD, and it's a um, hydrolyzed protein. Um, there's different ways we can do food um, allergies. Um, one is using a hydrolyzed protein food, and the other is what we call a novel protein. Novel protein is things like uh, going to duck or venison or even, believe it or not, kangaroo in some <laughs> foods. Um, but they're different thought processes. Some patients work better with one variety versus the other, so that's where um, it takes about a good six- to eight-week commitment with one select food and not getting anything else off the table or out of the cookie jar and to stick with that. 
So, uh, yeah, definitely food trials would be a way I would try for your baby because um, it is helpful. And if you don't have to shove a pill down the throat and all you have to do is pour it into the bowl, I am a huge fan on it. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. We're live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach. It's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference. Stick around. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. The aging demographics of American society are creating a need for new products and services to maintain a high-quality lifestyle, and that's true for both the human population and the growing number of pets entering their senior years. That was a hot subject last month at the Global Pet Expo. More than 600 exhibitors and 4,400 buyers gathered to take a look at the news and trends in the growing pet industry. According to the Expo sponsor, more than 69 million U.S. households have at least one pet. The group says that 75% of those households are home to an aging pet. Like their owners, many pets gain weight in their older years. 25% of all pets in the United States are overweight, causing some familiar conditions. Adverse effects in older, overweight pets include an increased risk of developing diabetes and cardiovascular disease and decreased immune competence. A report by the Veterinary Pet Insurance Company found that 86% of people who responded to a survey said they had taken a sick day off to care for their aging pet. For the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It is Animal Radio. You lucky devil, celebrating our connection with our pet as we do every weekend. Doctor Debbie is answering your questions, your medical questions. If you have, say your pet's illin. We want to hear. She has some answers. If you got dog behavior problems, Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, is here. Uh, Bobby, you got news coming up in just a couple of seconds. Animal communicator Joy Turner, Brit Savage, Vinnie Penn. We're all here at the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference at the Queen Mary in Long Beach. And what we're going to do? I, I understand that you won't come out here, Bobby, because of the ghosts, right? I'm going to just stay where I am, where it's safe, where I cannot see the dead people. And just report Surrounding you right now. <laughs> in the very room that we're in is what you're saying, huh? Yes. There's well, a, there is a lady ghost that hangs out there. A lady ghost, huh? Oh. Oh. Is she friendly? It doesn't say that she's not. It's a good ghost is what you're saying, huh? Well, she's supposed to be very pretty, very elegantly dressed in a white gown, <laughs> dancing alone in what the corner. This, what is the size of the, sh- uh, of the of the skirt? I just am uh, curious. I, 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 I'm guessing it's very long, you know, floor length, because it's 1930. Elsa's here. I will spoil this segment. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> nice going. Let's uh, let's just go ahead and do news. I'll go look for a ghost and I'll report when I come back. Okay. Thank you. This is an animal radio news update brought to you by Simple Solution. We Hill for Animal Radio. If the bleak economy has kept you from adopting a dog, there's good news thanks to a pet food company. Today, adoption fees will be waived for the first 10 people who head to their local animal shelter to adopt a dog. Saturday, January 24th, across the country, 300 animal shelters and rescue organizations have agreed to participate in the event called Change a Pet's Life Day. The adoption fees are waived, and they're being covered by event organizer Hills Pet Nutrition, but the shelters will be following their normal screening process for all prospective adoptees. The pet food company will provide free science diet food, along with 
training and informational DVD to all successful adopters. All you have to do, check with your local animal shelters for more information. And in a move to curb strays, the Riverside County Board of Supervisors last week approved an ordinance mandating that dogs or cats found running loose more than three times must be spayed or neutered. The new ordinance goes into effect in 30 days. It applies to the unincorporated areas of Riverside County, California. Not only will the offending pooch or kitty be spayed on their third offense, they'll also be microchipped. That's part of the process for registering with the county. And after the most historic inauguration day in history, Americans are letting the new president know what they think of his choice of dogs. In a recently released Associated Press poll, U.S. pet owners prefer a mutt to a purebred by a two-to-one margin. The survey showed more than half the country wants the Obamas to get their poots from an animal shelter. That preference cut across party lines. Wow. Although the poll did show that Democrats feel more strongly about this issue than Republicans. Now, past presidential pooches have been mixed breeds as well as purebreds. And as of last weekend, the incoming first family was trying to choose between a Portuguese water dog and a Labradoodle. <laughs> I love those choices. Water dog, huh? you know, They're a good one. Is that a good one? I'm Bobby yeah. Hill oh, for yeah. Animal Radio. I strongly, <laughs> endorse, I strongly endorse both of them. Uh, Portuguese water dog. Okay, there you go. The Vlade seal of approval. <laughs> and you know Get what? And I would like him to pick <laughs> oh, me to train his dog. Hey, Vlade, hold on a second. Go ahead, Bobby. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. 1-866-405-8405. I'm losing my voice already. It's Animal Radio. We're live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach for the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. How are you doing, Vladi? I'm doing better than I deserve. I'm doing just fine. How are you doing? I'm, you know, I'm learning a lot today. No, I, was, I wanted to hug you, and you kind of backs off. I mean, I'm not sure if... Uh... You want a hug? Yeah. It's, it's a Russian thing. You guys hug and you kiss, don't you? I'm not going to kiss you. I have so many people to choose over here. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Debbie is joining us at one 405 We're still taking your questions this weekend like we do every weekend for Vladi and for Dr. Debbie. We have... Uh, Vinny on the way. We have Joy Turner, animal communicator. If you want to talk to your animal, now is a good time to get in. Dr. Debbie, last week you were talking about these pheromones that you use to calm your animals. You actually, in your office, you have these pheromones plugged in to your wall there, right? Yeah, it's a little known secret. Uh, we plug them in the lobbies and hope that they exude these pheromones that help calm the animals when they come in. And it's just kind of a nice way to feel like we're doing everything we can to help our patients feel comfortable. And that's something we can get at the stores ourselves. I mean, it's not something we can just get from a veterinarian. We can actually walk into the stores and get Comfort Zone. And I wanted to get our friend Carrie Foot on. She's with the company that makes Comfort Zone. I think we should all bow and <laughs> praise her because she has helped make so 
many animals calm and relaxed in new situations. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, Hal. I'm doing fine. There are so many situations where comfort zone is applicable. And for us, it was moving into new studios. Yes, it was also when we were traveling on tour across country in the RV. It was great for the cat. We plugged it in. What is comfort zone? What is it? Uh, Comfort zone is a pheromone-based product. It comes in two varieties, one for dog called comfort zone with DAP, stands for dog appeasing pheromone. And the other is for cats, comfort zone with feel away. And these are pheromones that emulate, what, the mother's smell? For dogs, yes, it does. It is uh, an analog of the pheromone that the mother dog produces when she's nursing her pups. Mm -hmm. It sends a signal that they recognize throughout their entire life that says, you're warm, you're safe, mom's here, nothing (laughs) to stress or fear over. Do you have any of these for humans? Sadly, no. You, um, you need one. You need one for sure. That, that, that's a pharmaceutical product that I probably shouldn't talk about. <laughs> okay, so this comfort zone is available in a plug-in and a spray. Why would you use the plug-in over a spray or the spray over a plug-in? Um, they do have different purposes. The diffuser is one that you would put into the room where the dog, if it's the comfort zone with DAP, or the cat, if it's comfort zone with feelway, spends most of their time. It covers about 650 square feet and lasts for approximately 30 days. And it diffuses the pheromone into the room so that it's surrounding them at all times. The spray uh, is for spot application. um, Like urination areas? For cats, yes. Um, I do like to use my Sammy as my prime example. I had the diffuser plugged in, but he's very recalcitrant, and he misses his mom. Can can someone get a dictionary, please? (laughs) (laughs) He's a hard case. Um, (laughs) Thank you. And and he sprays my front door. Um, Back when I worked in a different industry, it was, of course, very distressing. And I plugged in the diffuser, and I admit it cut back, but... Um, he's a bit of a hard sell. And until they explained that I had to, A, neutralize his aroma with um, a uh, uh, an enzyme product and then spray the door, I've learned. He has trained me. I have to spray the door down with my comfort zone with feel away before I head with my luggage to the cab so that his aromas do not greet me upon ah. re-entering my ah. house. Very good. Dr. Debbie, you use it in the office there because you want all the animals to be calm, right? I do, but you know, I use it for a lot of other things. And one big thing that I'd, I'd point out is that, you know, pets who have phobias, noise phobias, fireworks. Mm-hmm. I like to use this for um, the pet that gets nervous in those situations because, you know, sometimes they don't always need drugs and it can do the trick. That's good. That's a good idea for like July 4th or mm-hmm. the new year to have a little comfort zone plugged in and ready to go when those fireworks go off. Carrie, thank you so much for everything you do. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me here today, Hal. We're going to link to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. <laughs> Dr. Debbie's answering your questions at one 405 8405 the world-famous Russian dog wizard, is answering your dog behavior questions. What do we have coming up on today's show? How talk to the dogs about the recession? You know, we can talk... It's a, it's a very hard because the canine kids, they still are our kids, especially in America. We're treating them as the kids. Yes. You know mm-hmm. how it's difficult to, to talk to our kids about the recession? Ma, you know, mommy, I want to buy this. Mommy, I want to buy this. Mm. So, you know, it's a hard to explain. And the dog's like a kid. 
So let's we look at several areas where we can really cut our expenses on the pet care. Okay. And what we really cannot cut and what we can compensate, of course, we cannot cut off on their love, on our love to the pets. And as a matter of fact, even this time I see, even though it's a maybe a bad economical time, but the more and more people are getting the pets because they get they, they, they get some type of the comfort zone from mm-hmm. their pets. Mm-hmm. Yes. But let's talk about things which we can really cut off our expenses. So I think uh, the three areas I see it's vital for our listeners to look at. Give the, some type of them fresh look at those three areas. Okay. Number one, nutrition. Number two, grooming. Number three, behavior. Let's start with nutrition. Okay. Why nutrition is so important? Because it's directly uh, correlated to the vet bills. You know? ah. In Russia, we say uh, greedy person pay twice. <laughs> or we say in Russia, we're not so we're not so rich to buy inexpensive stuff because inexpensive stuff we're going to pay oh, the price down the good. road. So yes. if you're walking into a Walmart and getting the big bag of uh, old Roy dog food for ten dollars, for ten dollars, you think you're doing pretty good, but in the long run, you're going to exactly. find yourself at the vet. Exactly, we're buying short term. We're getting short term benefit on the on the long term consequences base. So what I because what we're going to get, we're going to get the dog food in a lot of cases, the full of the grains and all preservatives, fillers, fillers, yes. and what's going to do? It's going to create some inflammation mm. in the dog's body, and inflammation mm. is the mother of starting any disease. Okay, so don't cut back on the nutrition there. Don't get the cheap food. Just get no, no. I also like to add some oil, uh, olive oil or something like that. Really? Because it's a very important. The oil is suppressing any inflammation and, of wow. course, uh, in, in improving the fur and such and such. That's why those Italians are always so healthy. It's the, it's the olive oil. And their dogs are so shiny. And very hairy. <laughs> okay. Even ladies sometimes. Sorry. You can email Vladi at Vladi at AnimalRadio.com. In fact, everybody's email is down at the website as well as a lot of resources, information about what you've heard on today's show. We'll be back live from NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference on the Queen Mary in Long Beach. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms, even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad-spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Have you been dreaming of that special career that not only offers you great financial rewards, but is also really fun? You've found it. Pet Sitting is becoming one of the fastest-growing home-based businesses in the country today. NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, can help you achieve that dream. NAPS will provide you with the education and tools you need just by visiting www.petsitters.org. That's NAPS at www.petsitters.org. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? 
It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Hi, this is Emmylou Harris on Animal Radio. Please stay new to your pet. Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. It's Animal Radio coming to you live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. It's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference. I am learning so much today, and I didn't realize so many people are involved in the world of pet sitting, and there was so much diversity to it. In other words, who knew? I thought you'd go to this conference and you'd learn how to walk dogs, and I, I really thought that was going to be it. The, the fact of the matter is, is you're going to learn uh, about bonding, about being certified, about how to advertise your business, and you're going to learn it from people that have been doing this for a long time, so they've, they've made the learning curve real easy for you. If you're one of those people that's stuck in the uh, hard economic times right now like I am, uh-huh. and Pet City might be an alternative for you, a little a part-time or a full-time yeah, job. Exactly, extra income, or you can make it a full-time. Do you know that you can make six figures? We saw Trent Trent do that. He He's gave up Wall it. Street. Yes. Wow. 1-866-405-8405. As we normally do, we'll take your calls for the doctor and the dog behaviorist, but today we're focusing on the people that are making this conference happen. And if you want to learn more about it, you can head on over to PetSitters.org. And, of course, if you're looking for a pet sitter, same website, PetSitters.org. And, of course, we'll link to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Shannon Keith is joining us. She is the animal rights attorney working with NAPS to teach. What is it? What is it you're going to teach? Like you said, I'm an animal rights attorney, which means that I defend our voiceless friends. So I practice administrative law. I practice civil law and criminal law. I defend animal rights activists who are out in the trenches. I get dogs off death row. And I sue people who injure or kill uh, other people's animals. Okay, let me just first start by saying I love you. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad that there are uh, attorneys that take on this. Just that specialty, that niche. It's very, very important because they can't speak for themselves. They need help. Exactly. So how does this apply to NAPS and why would you be here? Pet sitters deal a lot with, you know, liability issues. I mean, they're dealing with the care of someone's companion animal. And so um, they have a right to be concerned as to what the issues are. I'm there to answer those types of questions. You know, and I also sort of gave a general overview of what animal law is. You know, that animals are considered chattel in the law, which means that they're considered pieces of property, uh, and that's really sad. Is that ever going to change? I'm one of those people that's trying to make that change happen. So Good. I think we are getting there. It's a slow ride, but uh, we see more and more universities having animal law courses. I just taught one at a law school this past summer, and animal law in general, a big curriculum going on. So uh, it's happening. It's just a slow process. We need newer and younger judges who are willing to accept uh, that animals actually have feelings. Is there a website where we can learn more about your career there and what you do? Because I tell you, this is not going to be enough for me to to be satiated (laughs) about what you do. Thank you. Yeah, there is. It's www.animal-rights-lawyer.com. 
animal-rights-lawyer.com. And, of course, we'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. Shannon, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Doing good work. We are live from the NAPS conference at the Queen Mary in Long Beach, and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio. And remember how very, very important it is to spay or neuter your pet. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. I think anybody could have a radio show, as evidenced by Animal Radio. (laughs) And... There's another show, another animal show. No. Yes, there is. On a couple of channels over. They run court over there. Actually, she's a... I don't want to call names there. She's a, she's an author. She's written a few books. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But they don't have the panel of experts that we have here. No one does. That's right. Now, when I picked up the phone this morning and someone said, Hey, I heard on that show that microchips cause cancer, my mouth dropped to the ground. <laughs> I got to bring it up. This yeah, is a know- big fallacy, right? Well, you know, it's there's a smidgen of some truth in there, but for the general main idea is that microchips save lives by far more than the minuscule risk of a tumor formation. And you can get tumor formations from shots, injections, um, foreign objects. Um, there have been a few tumors that have been reported in the literature, but they have been, like, you can count them on your hands. So I really, I would encourage people to... Get a microchip for their pet's um, identification. That will keep your pet safe. Um, the and, benefits uh, far outweigh the risks. Absolutely. Yeah, and you the, didn't hear that on our show. No, you definitely didn't hear that on our show. We definitely encourage that you have, I actually say, two forms of ID, a microchip on the inside. And a and collar some, tag, yeah. Something on the outside. And, and by the way, we still have some of those animal radio tags to give away. If that you would want work one, wonderfully. Yeah, we can uh, hook you up. Head on over to AnimalRadio.com and uh, pick one up. Is this Lisa on line three? Hi, Lisa. How are you doing? Hi. Great. How are you? Very good. Where are you? Uh, Avon Park, Florida. Ooh, that sounds beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's about 80 degrees. Sun's out. It's <laughs> not a cloud in the sky. Okay, so we've run into a city that's actually warmer than us today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lisa, you're on with Dr. Debbie. Hi. Well, hey there. How are you today? Oh, just better than I deserve. <laughs> You're such a sunny spirit there. <laughs> I can't believe. What are you calling about? I hope everything's well in your world. Oh, pretty good. I just got a I got a really cute cat. I should have called you about the funny names. His name's Tripod. <laughs> oh. he's a, yeah, he's a three-legged cat oh. with no tail. Wow. Oh, wow. How did that yeah, happen? To, uh, yeah, tell us sure. how that happened. I, yeah, I kind of think it was a trauma, but I adopted him when he was about... Nine weeks old from the Humane Society, and no one seems to know, so it's a mystery. Hmm. So, but he's, um, well, we have a problem. Little tripod is like he's wanting to void in the areas he's not supposed to instead of in his box. What a polite it, term, by the way. <laughs> well, I'm a nurse. That comes, yeah, it's a nursing thing. Okay. But he, um, it, it started, he did really well for about seven months, no trouble, did his little business where he was supposed to. And we had we have a Labrador retriever with seven puppies, and we brought him in when she whelped the puppies, and we moved his box because she was in the um, utility room where he was, you know, his boxes, and okay. we moved the box out, moved everything out, closed the door, kept him away, you know, so it didn't freak him out. And then my husband came home from a deployment; he was gone for six months, 
just, you know, things that rock a cat's world. You know, they just, I know they like their little routine, but now oh, he's taken to voiding on the bed, um, laundry. Those are his Ooh. spots now, but he's, he's doing his little BMs in his box. Okay. And where's the box right now that where you're keeping that? It's back in the laundry room. The dog's uh, out in her uh, kennel now. Okay. So the the, the dog, dog and, the and the puppies are moved away now? Yeah, everything's out. It's back to the way it was before. Okay. And this behavior started when the puppies were in the home? Yeah, that's when that started. It's like after, I couldn't pinpoint it exactly like when I brought the dog in, my husband came home. Um, it was a... It just seemed to be, hopefully that's just what triggered it, and hopefully mm-hmm. I can get him yeah. back to Yeah, to and I'm going to tell you, the, the first thing that that I always like to bring up, and in your, your situation kind of screams of a behavioral-type um, trigger for this behavior, mm-hmm. but I would still say I would want to check a urine sample just to make sure we don't have some low-grade urinary issue going on. Um, okay. Because that, if we don't address that, we're never going to get anywhere with the behavior. Okay. Or it's going to make things much harder. So one of the first things that I would do is I would like to give an alternate litter box location. Um, mm-hmm. You can keep that one where you got it, but um, mm-hmm. we really need to provide another location somewhere for a couple mm-hmm. reasons. One, one is if, if this is the area that the dogs had uh, inhabited before, you know, we mm-hmm. might have some kind of aversion to the location now. So we want to give a new area and maybe a quiet spot where she can kind of just you know, get away and, and be away from everyone in addition to this other site. Because we always want to have one extra litter pan um, than you have cat in the home. So that would be okay. definitely a big thing. I would like to see maybe um, using some uh, kitty pheromones, the scent uh, hormones. Um, something we can't smell, but um, cats sure can, and it can help in some of these anxiety-related behaviors. And you can get those in a plug-in method or a uh, spray-type uh, administrator, and you spray your house with it. Um, yeah, I just but ordered that, some. <laughs> fabulous. Yeah, that, I love them for something like this. And, you know, I will consider anxiety medicine if it's needed, but before we get there, I would try the pheromones the extra litter box locations, and I would give you a um, prescription for doing uh, about a 10 to 15 minute play session with your kitty every day, just so we make sure that we reaffirm that you know, you're know you still a very important member in this household, and even though all this other ruckus was going on, we you know, you're still very much a part of our family, and we want to make sure that you're stimulated mentally and physically. So I think that will really give you, give you some help there, but uh, make sure we don't uh, skip out on the possibility of the urine check there. Right. We'll, we'll take care of that. Yeah, he's normally, he's a nervous Nelly anyway. He's just his personality. Izzy. <laughs> I mm-hmm. love his name. <laughs> you know, I've yeah, seen tripod. a couple tripods here. Definitely. They are, they're adorable. I think something, there's something kind of unique about having a pet that's missing a body part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, like I said, he's missing too, his tail and his foot. <laughs> so. yeah, lots of personality. Well, thank you so much for your call there, Lisa. We're live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach. It's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference. One of the lecturers is Lee Van Kirk. He's a marketing guru. He's helping NAPS members promote themselves. Lee, what do you think the biggest obstacle these pet sitters have to overcome? The biggest uh, uh, obstacle that a lot of folks have is that they're somewhat intimidated by media. 
You just have to knock on the door and have something to talk about. In fact, one of the subjects I present in the seminar is uh, have something to talk about. Mm. Which is so important. We could use a, you know, we could use that around animal radio. We could use that. Let's uh, let's make that make a note of that on the bulletin board. And from have here on something out, something to talk about. We'll have something to talk about. Is Animal Radio Network. It's Animal Radio. We're coming to you live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach for the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. This is fun. I noticed that you still have uh, your little doggy hidden away in the sling there. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I, You're I, still away. Yeah, well, I, you know, I did smuggle her in, but now I'm using her as my ghost detector. A ghost detector. They're good. They're good. Yeah. yeah. Very, very good because, of course, Bobby says there's ghosts here, and that's why she won't be there present. There are, hell. It's not like I made it up. Well, well she's no, not detected in actual ghosts. proof I'm a little on worried. the web. You are the news director, and that's what scares me, is you should know everything. Mm-hmm. Well, mostly I do, and if not, I just make up the rest. What do we got coming up in the news? We're going to look at today. It's a very special day. It's Change a Pet's Life Day, and if you're one of the first ten people at an animal shelter, I'll give you details on what you could get coming up in the news. Oh, I can't wait. one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? This is Alan. Hey, Alan. How you doing? I'm doing good. Where are you calling from? From Orange County, Fountain Valley. Oh, are you listening on XM or Coast? Coast. Oh, well, thank you very much, Alan. What can we do for you? My cat is biting my my mom when she comes over, and I'm wondering what is that problem. Okay, what what is um what's your mom doing when she's getting bitten? Is she just walking in the door, or is she doing something like she's, else? Like she's walking into the door when she comes in, and she just like tries to bite her and attacks her. Oh gosh. How does he react with other people that come in the door? He acts like mean and vicious. Like one of my family came over during the New Year's Eve and he went into the bathroom and my cat ground and hissed at him too. Mm, okay. So it isn't just your mom that he acts this way with. Is it pretty much anybody who would come in the door that he yeah. tried to attack? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's tough. And, you know, I had a cat who fits the same description who we affectionately called the devil cat because he was just mean to everyone but me. (laughs) And it it can be tough because some cats just don't have that same degree of interest in human interaction. The challenge for you is we need to make sure that he understands when people come in the door, good things happen so that they give him treats um, and not necessarily smother him with love and activity because he doesn't sound like a cat that's going to respond to that. But maybe bring in something really yummy or a favorite kind of cat treat. Um, and to in other, if that doesn't work, in other cases we will actually keep the kitty in a back room and just let them uh, kind of stay out of that greet um, that we have when people walk in the door because sometimes that's a little bit too overwhelming. Okay. Yeah, my cat used to actually, they'd, he'd hear the doorbell, and he'd come running and growling at the door. <laughs> like a dog. Exactly. He was my guard cat, and uh, very good at it, and he would attack people if uh, they came in un- unattended with me. <laughs> Diablo Gato. 
<laughs> yeah. So, uh, so not to say your kitty's got a bad personality, but I would just be very cautious with people that come in the door. Um, try to make it a good experience for him. And in other situations, just keep them safe so they don't get bit and keep him maybe in a back room. Um, we can always use some good things like scent hormones that might make him feel a little happier in general when people come in. But uh, I don't always find a lot of success with some of these guys, and I can speak from firsthand uh, experience here. Hope that helps you some, Alan. Um, give that kitty lots of love because you're probably his favorite person in the whole wide world. Yeah, he loves me, my grandpet, and that's about it. And in his world, that circle of uh, people is probably more than he's, uh, you know, it's enough for him. That's so. all I need. Exactly. Did you hear those ghosts on this boat? Told you. The Queen Mary? Yeah. We're, we haven't found Three them word. yet. We're still Three yeah. words for yeah, you. Right, Bobby. I see dead people. <laughs> That's why I keep my Mika next to me. <laughs> see? He's safe. Vlad is the only smart one. I'm just learning a lot today. That's all that's happening to me. 1-866-405-8405. We're live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach. It's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference. We're going to go to the phones next with Dr. Debbie and Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Stick around. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Seriously, Judy, I want you to go steal me something good that has she, the Queen she, Mary logo. She can't hear you. She has her headphones on. Okay, write her a note. This is Judy. I want you to steal me something good. Hi, this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animals. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's Animal Radio coming to you live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach for the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference. Yes, pet sitters—a legitimate job now. I tell you, with this economy, it's a great way to go. If you're looking now, are, for are a change, lots, yes. I'm sorry. No, are there lots of boos there with you? Lots of furry beasties. You know what? They don't actually allow animals onto the Queen Mary. However, I Vlade, was wondering oh. about that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. What happened? You know? what, what happened, Vlade? How okay, did okay. You I'll tell you. I just, you know, so this is hell. It's all this thing in the way of my creativity. So I decided. <laughs> I'm so I'm always sorry. getting in the way of your creativity. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So I decided to bring my pet because, you know, my pet goes everywhere I go. Sure. And I just, you know, asked the hell, you know, like a human being. I asked him, listen, hell, you know, can I take my dog with me? And he said, no, no, it's not. See, those Americans, you know, you're Italian, you know, they always like to <laughs> follow it. the rules. I you know, totally just, you know, just uh, no left, no right. See, in Europe, everything about exceptions of the rules. So, you know, I just stopped by security, uh, asked, who is the chief of security? Security here. Uh-huh. He said, "Okay," uh, and and I was lucky enough that guy has some Michigan accent, or he was from Michigan. <laughs> uh-huh. I said, "What's uh-huh. up, buddy? You know how how is everything?" I said, "Listen, I work for KGB and such and such, so security will be just just fine. I need just bring one dog with me." And he said, "No problem, Vladi. You're a celebrity. You can have a dog with you." So that's sure. how we. And, and uh-huh. I said to the hell, "Say okay. If they know, if they know you, you can go." And I, after I told the security guy because Judy wants to get the <laughs> Little mouse with her. I mean, uh, okay. Well, she can smuggle I, in. I told she, smu- she smuggled Lady. Yes, I smuggled her. No, I didn't. I, I told them she's it's with me. It's harder to smuggle a German <laughs> I just, Shepherd. Believe it me. It really is. Yeah. yeah. 
I love it. Now, Hal, is any of that close to being the truth? Uh, you know, it may be somewhat uh, <laughs> true. Uh, I love how he calls you the Hal. The, the Hal. <laughs> well, today, You're talking about the host today, so... You know. We're way out of control, folks. We're having too much fun. Too much uh, coffee or vodka, I'm not it, sure. That's what, that's what You guys be. were down in Bloody Mary's, I know it. <laughs> Bloody Mary's on the Queen Mary. Queen Mary, oh, there you go. We are at the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference in Queen Mary. And I'll tell you, there's several hundred people that have come together. These are all pet sitters, and they're sharing ideas and techniques to make pet sitting easier and more profitable and really take advantage of the learning curve that NAPS has provided. You know, they've they've had several years of uh, really fine-tuning the pet sitting business. You know, when you think of pet sitting, you think of your little neighborhood kid. That's the way it was years ago. Yeah, long time but ago. now it's a big business. You and there's to be There's right ways to do it. Yes. Yeah. Bonded. Yeah. Oh, and, and NAPS has all the forms, every, all the information you need to get started. You don't have to start from the ground. You can take off running with all the information that they will provide you. And we'll talk a little bit about the certification process in just a few minutes. If you can't be here with us today, you'll learn about the pet sitting business. And if you're one of those people that, well, you're not sure if you're going to have a job next week. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people right now. now. Oh, yeah. How about being your own boss? Being your own professional pet sitter? See, that's the best idea ever. You won't fire yourself. Well, some people would. <laughs> We're going to go to the phones. We have the regular show today with uh, phone calls with Dr. Debbie and Vlade, 1-866-405-8405. In just a couple of minutes, we're going to talk to the president of the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. It's all right here on Animal Radio. I know that Andy has a question. Andy has a problem, Doc. Hi, Andy. Hi, uh, Roddy. How are you? Good, good, good. Where are you calling me from? Uh, well, I actually live in Michigan. I got one of those funny Michigan accents as well. Um, uh, but I'm <laughs> actually nice. calling you from Baltimore today. I'm a truck driver. And ah, I'm just okay. down here loading up some rather nice Porsches, but I'm on my way back to Michigan. And okay. um, I got a question about a new puppy we got. Yeah, okay, sure. I, I kind of see similarities bef- uh, between our accents, that's for sure. So, <laughs> what, the, yeah. what, the, what the question you have? Uh, well, basically, what it is, we we have a total of five dogs, and uh, the other four wow. are all adults, and they're fine. And we have a bunch of other pets as well. Uh, we got this puppy. I guess he's about six months old now. And the problem we have with him, we he's outside most of the day with the other dogs uh, while the weather's nice and everything. And then when we bring him in, he has this habit of about five minutes after he comes in the house, he'll go to the same spot every day and uh, urinate. Okay, uh, so let me fix. So let me fix. Yeah, let me fix that uh, problem with the speed of Russian ballistic missile. You know that okay. missile works really well. For the last than a while, you the world probably learn it. Anyway, Andy, what you all what you need to do it's so simple. Uh, make sure every time the puppy comes home, you put the dog uh-huh. in the crate. Uh, every time when you s- cannot supervise the puppy, puppy in the crate. That spot okay. needs to be needs to be washed with. Uh, Petastic. Uh, help, help me, please. P-E-T-S something like A-S-T-I-C. that. Yeah. A-S-T-I-C. Yeah, because asking the Russian to spell is like asking the cat to swim. So, But this is the, one of the best products. Yeah, uh, simple solution works too. So uh, get okay. serious works. So make sure it's enzyme-based stuff. You you clean this area. After that, I would like you to put the bowl with the food and feed the dog in that area. Dogs, as the humans, they don't like to eat uh, uh, hamburgers in the bathroom. So uh, okay, basically, yeah. if you're gonna put, yeah. you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna start to feed your dog in that area, supervise it uh, when you cannot uh, 
keep your eyes on the dog and uh, let the dog go outside. The dog going to be very quickly switched into the right habits. Make sure if for the next one week you will not allow that problem happen and the only reason the only way you will not able to you will not allow it to happen if you will supervise it if you can supervise it puppy must be in the crate the area okay. needs to be cleaned you need to start to feed the dog in that area and and also do sit stay and down stay in that area everything uh -huh. together will will very quickly fix your problem and you have a, a little bit more accent than the michigan accent you have kind of european accent so you kind yeah, of yeah i'm from england me. i mean yeah that that's what I suspect that you know uh -huh. <laughs> you, you probably you probably you know didn't want to tell me about Fran because you know. <laughs> oh that's fine I've been in the state 17 years and the accent won't go so Okay. You know, I'm yeah, but that's okay. It's okay. It. My accent is worse than yours. <laughs> so thank you. Yours is just very slight. So. <laughs> very slight. We have slight differences. But my European friend, thank you for calling. This is the Vladi from Animal Radio. If anyone of you guys have a, or girls have a dog who is all out of control, please pick up the phone and call me right now because the Vladi is right now on call and I'm gonna fix every behavior problem in dogs one dog at a time here on the animal radio the phone number is 866-405-8405 this is the Vladi from animal radio Good day, animal lovers. It is time for your resident party animal, and that'd be me, Vinny Penn. Uh, just hung up the phone with uh, my sister who lives out in Las Vegas. She had to go because she was having what she called a play date with her dog. She has a girlfriend who got uh, the same dog, same time as her. They're, uh, technically, the dogs are uh, brothers. I don't know, brother and sister or sisters. I don't know. I never inquire about the sex of the animal when a dog is introduced into a family. But she said, yeah, we're having a play date with the dogs. And I said, well, this this is a brilliant idea. And she said, yeah, she comes over once a week and we let the dogs play in the yard and then we get to catch up. We also have a yappy hour, she said. And I, and I said, excuse me? She goes, yeah, yappy hour. You know, we, we have drinks. We'll crack open a couple of bottles of wine. And I thought to myself, this is not a play date for the dogs. No matter what clever name you come up with, whatever guys this is an excuse for you to uh, get drunk with uh, your girlfriend uh, under the ruse that you care about your animals and then um drive the little guy home drunk I, 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 and i've met her friend Anne marie before i could see her propping her dog up in her lap and having that dog steer the car yappy hour vinnie pen party animal animal radio listen closely did you hear that that's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Hey! You want to keep a secret from your dog? 
It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org. Hi, this is Clive Pierce from HGTV. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please, please remember to spay and neuter your pet. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team of experts as we come to you live from the Queen Mary this weekend. It's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Annual Conference. A lot of very beautiful people here. Some just became unemployed. They're now looking for a new line of work. And I guarantee you, when you're your own boss and you're dealing with animals all day, life is great. It is. I'm uh, looking yeah. around here. It's like so many flowers and, uh, you know. Yeah, so don't mind me if I disappear for a few minutes after the show. I have some people I want to talk to. Yeah? Yeah. Well, it's just it's sounding more and more attractive. Yes. I like that, that the course takes longer to become a, a certified pet sitter than it, than it did for me to get my online certification as, as a priest. So, <laughs> Are you a priest? I'm know. an online reverend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Really, you're a reverend. If you're the oh, priest. yeah, it costs five bucks. Five dollars to become a reverend, It huh? costs five bucks, sure. Oh, you yeah. can do it online, just like Google online reverency or something. <laughs> you see, you'll be marrying. There. I did this years ago. You'll be marrying a lot of people, but it won't be as fun as pet sitting. Yeah. There you go. Oh, and I think I'm going to get more money out of pet sitting. I think Definitely. you are, too. And, of course, if NAPS is helping you along the way, you're going to do it right. Because they've, they've made the learning curve easy for you. They've, they've been doing this for years. They know the forms. They know the business. They know the PR. They know uh, the bonding, the certification, all the important elements that you need to know to become a pet sitter and to make six figures a year like uh, Trent. Exactly. We're talking to. They will help us. Uh, they will help you every step on the way. Let's, uh, let's take a quick peek at what's coming up in the news, Bobby. Well, if you haven't noticed, it's a little cold across the country, and it's getting colder further south. I'm going to have some helpful tips on how to keep your pets warm and cozy during the cold snap. Coming up in the news. 1-866-405-8405. We have Paul on the phone. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? Yes, hello. Good afternoon. Where are you? Uh, Sliding around the snow in Indiana. In the snow in Dr. Debbie's home (laughs) state of Indiana. (laughs) What part of Indiana? Oh, just uh, coming into the Gary region. Awesome. And, and You're going to drive right by my mom and dad's house when I'm the 8094, so wave. Stop by and wave. <laughs> oh, give them a two. <laughs> Very good. What's going on with your pets? Uh, yes, I've got a uh, seven-month-old miniature schnauzer. He gets violently car sick. He can't make it five miles, and he's throwing up. Okay. And how does he behave if you just kind of get into the car with him without turning the car on? He doesn't fight. doesn't fight getting in the car. Okay. Does he have any problems where he does any kind of drooling? Does he get yes. excited? 
No, he uh, he'll start dripping from his beard just before he throws up. Drips okay. a lot. Okay. And, and how about uh, his body posture? Any kind of shaking, trembling? Does he pace back and forth? He'll go into the windows. Anything like that? No, he just sits nice and calm and then throws up. And then he brings up his lunch. <laughs> okay, because. The reason I was kind of asking you, Paul, is because there's kind of two different ways that we can interpret a dog's behavior when they get sick in the car. Um, one is that they are could have a you know motion sickness, a true sense of the word. The other is that some dogs have more of an anxiety problem with that, and they actually we kind of address them a little bit differently. Um, for a pet that has a true motion sickness problem where it is the physical movement of the vehicle that gets them nauseous, um, there's some good good remedies out there. We used to use um, Dramamine, um, you know, just like for humans, but on an animal scale dose. Um, and that we can do that, but there's actually a new medicine that was actually specifically labeled for motion sickness in dogs. And I found that to be pretty useful, and that's called Serenia, C-E-R-E-N-I-A. Yeah, I'm sorry, so, that does not work. We tried that. You did, and it doesn't. No. Okay. Because if that's the case, then we may need to look at the possibility of the anxiety end of things. Because um, for some pets, you know, the motion sickness meds may work, but um, if not, then, then I'd look at some of the anxiety and maybe some of the training steps that we can do to help counter condition a pet that has some uh, sickness in the car. And that is basically a lot of stepwise actions. Um, if the motion in the car makes them sick, we want to try to desensitize them to um, the actions of getting into the car. Um, so I'll practice sessions where we get into the car, sit down, don't do anything, and then we go back in the house. Um, repeat that over and over and over again, and then eventually we turn on the car and practice that over and over and over again. And during that, we want to make sure that there's no signs of any drooling, no kind of you know anxious behavior, no nervousness, and build up to um, a level where we're actually backing out of the, the driveway, going around the block for a few minutes, and then eventually trying to get longer and longer peri- periods of time. But it does take kind of working up in these little baby steps. And if we see any sign of anxiety, then we back away from that. Um, and there's some medicines anxiety-wise we can use, but um, I definitely prefer the behavioral route if we can try to kind of work through some of those things. Um, and then it's just some other good sense things. If you're, if you're traveling in the vehicle, is we would try to avoid feeding, you know, for at least a good four hours um, before travel time, just to kind of help minimize anything in the stomach there. And uh, does he travel with you while you're driving? No. So he just stays at home. So that's good because that probably wouldn't be a maybe a great life for him <laughs> if uh, being on the road was his everyday existence, especially if he has this uh, kind of nausea problem. No, I was going to say he can't make it five miles. Oh, poor fella. So it. So yeah, I would say definitely try you know some of the uh, some of the behavioral conditioning steps, and uh, you know if you haven't tried you know you try serenia we could always try dramamine and, and vice versa um so i'd kind of experiment with that a little bit as well okay i'll try the dramamine but it, it, it seems kind of strange that it's kind of motion sickness this puppy's got a lot of energy he bounces off walls he goes into running jags and there's a lot of motion involved in uh-huh. everyday activity 
And that's where, you know, I would really wonder about this anxiety component because, um, you know, especially if, uh, you know, going upside down and some of these crazy emotions aren't upsetting his stomach, um, you know, the mind is a very powerful thing and uh, we might have to address his mindset on this one. (laughs) This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio at 1-866-405-8405. We're coming to you live this weekend from NAPS conference at the Queen Mary. You can tell it's getting near the end of the show. I'm tired. I can't form a sentence anymore. (laughs) You're still doing very good. The NAFS, of course, is National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. They're having their conference at the Queen Mary. Uh, Bobby couldn't be here today uh, because she says it's haunted. Haunted, She says the actual rumor in is haunted. Yeah, she's afraid of ghosts. Uh, But uh, we are connected with her, and of course, we'll check in with her in just a few minutes. Arden Moore, our friend Arden Moore is also here. Hey, Arden, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to see you both, Hal and Judy. Now, what are you doing here? Are you you teaching? Yeah, I'm going to give a talk tomorrow called It's Cool to Be Catty. And I think it's kind of funny. It's called Naps, like Cat Naps. Is that the group? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be talking about cats and pet city? Oh, absolutely. You know, they're kind of like the uh, Rodney Dangerfield of the pet world, even though they're number one in popularity. Uh So uh, I'm very happy to give a talk on some of the amazing things about cats and how good they are for our health. So you got to go to the class. Can you you give me just a little tease? Yes. Well, one thing they are is they are the originators of the power nap. Now, think about this. Ah. (laughs) Thomas Edison, he invented a few things, Uh right? Yes, he did. A couple of things. Minor things. He he embraced power naps 20 minutes. Wow. So if it's good for Thomas Edison, it's good for cats, it's good for us. Okay. (laughs) So we can actually learn from our cats a little bit. That's right. That's right. So that's one of the things we're going to do. And I'm editor of Catnap. They still haven't kicked me off that gig yet. But um, And I, I love being on the Queen Mary. What an awesome... Isn't this amazing? Yes, isn't this fun? They Jeez. tell me this used to float. Yeah, yeah. This used to go through water and everything. Yeah, my, uh, my cat's here with me, too. Callie, the calico. She's going to be my furry man of white tomorrow. So we actually will have a, a furry assistant. Oh, very, very good. She's the one rocking the boat right now. Well, we understand there's ghosts here. Oh, I know, I know. Ooh, I love ghosts. Uh, well, cats have a unique ability to pick up on other senses. So maybe oh, the cats yeah. will teach us something about the ghosts. I mean, if Kelly, if I come back to the stateroom and Kelly's there hanging out with a bunch of ghosts playing poker, I know things went well. Uh, How are the books going? What's your latest book? Uh, happy Cat, Happy You, and Happy Dog, Happy You. I just finished a 23-city national book tour from Maine to Kauai. What, wow. To Kauai? Yeah, baby. I had to go to Kauai. Yeah, it used to be that's my home. Tough. I used to live there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was with Dr. Uh, Becky. Yeah. Dr. Becky Robinson. Oh. Dr. Debbie, do they ever send you to Kauai or any of those islands? <laughs> you know what? Somehow I'm missing out on this. I think I need a vet in the house to go on my next tour. Are you interested? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, check it out. Ardenmore.com is the website where you can learn about all the books and her tour. Of course, you can learn more at PetSitters.org. And if you're looking for a pet sitter, you want to head on over to PetSitters.org. All you got to do is just put in your zip code and you can find one in your area. And they're going to be bonded. They're going to be certified. And they're going to be somebody that you can trust in your house and somebody that can take care of your animal if there's a problem. Yeah, and disasters, they'll know first aid. You'll be set. Very good. Petsitters.org, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Arden, thank you so much for hey, hanging Hey, big pause up to you guys. Oh, Animal wanted, Radio rocks. I wanted to mention, yeah? you have a podcast. Yes, it's called Behave. Arden, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, nice to see you both. Bye-bye. 1-866-405-8405. We'll go to the phones next. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. 
How a Pandemic Takes Wing. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting. While the fear of avian flu is spreading, the disease has yet to claim a single U.S. victim, human or avian. All of it might change with a single cat. Springtime usually brings joy to Alaska after a long winter. This year, however, it's also likely to bring the avian flu virus carried by infected wild birds migrating from Asia. At that point, the population that worries experts most is not the human population. The virus has yet to evolve into a form that easily infects humans. It's not even the domestic poultry population, since in the U.S., most commercial bird flocks are sealed away in covered buildings. What keeps scientists up at night are the 75 million household cats, plus the 40 to 60 million feral cats roaming the countryside some of which are sure to eat infected birds. As the virus finds new hosts, the opportunity arises for it to swap tiny bits of its DNA with the virus that can be exchanged among humans. Recent studies have suggested, for example, that the Spanish flu epidemic of 1918 was the result of an avian flu virus that mingled with bits of virus found in pigs. The end result was both deadly and highly transmittable. To keep tabs on the cat population, researchers at Purdue have designed a computerized surveillance system that analyzes veterinary records for unusual clusters of symptoms that might indicate an infectious outbreak. There's a group of researchers who believe the virus will never mutate to become an infectious virus in people. And even if it does, it might be more benign than everyone is expecting. The Hong Kong flu pandemic of 1964, for example, killed 34,000 people in the U.S. That's actually fewer than die during a normal flu season. But since the course of the disease cannot be predicted, our best defensive action is to monitor the animals that are first to succumb to the disease, and that could be our cats. For the Veterinary News Network, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. We're coming to you live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. It's a, it's a ship. Okay, we just had a phone call. Yes, it the is. The Queen Mary. No, it, it, it's a, and I said it was a boat before, and you corrected me, Bobby. It's a ship. Mm-hmm. I don't know the origination of it. You tell me it's haunted. The room that it we're in. It is very haunted. I don't see that. Yes. All I see is we're okay, having well, a lot of fun here. We're okay, learning a that's lot. Fine. And, you, and you should be here. I don't know why you are not here. Well, she just, she's got that whole ghost thing going on. Oh, I told her five, I five see times I have a German shepherd here. The German shepherd's supposed to protect you from the ghost. Hey, and Ladybug's exactly. here, too. So uh, we don't yeah. count it for the dog. We don't count it for the dog. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if you want to learn more about what we're talking about today, head on over to PetSitters.org. And if you're looking for a pet sitter, same website, PetSitters.org. Of course, we'll link to everything you've heard on today's show at Animal Radio. Uh, in just a couple of minutes, we'll go back to the phones at one 405 8405 But first... This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. 
The Arctic cold snap hitting the country is dipping further south and is causing more problems for pet owners with outdoor animals. Because of the extreme temperature drop, people should not assume their animals' fur will protect them. Most vets say long fur doesn't compensate for the drastic change, and they recommend bringing the pets inside if possible. If that's not possible, provide an enclosed area cut off from the wind with bedding and a supplemental heat source. Eagle Scouts helped out the Greenwood Animal Shelter in South Carolina this week by building nine wooden feline shelters, each of them lined with straw for the center's outside cat colony. Lawmakers in Iowa are working on a bill that would give state inspectors authority to investigate complaints against animal breeders. Currently, the state's breeders are covered by licenses through the U.S. Department of Agriculture, which follows up on complaints. But the department is understaffed and too slow to respond to problems. That's according to critics. The proposed bill, authored by Representative Bill Lycom, should be ready for the state legislature soon. Lycom says his state is home to many good breeders, but the bad ones who run puppy mills are giving everyone a black eye. And Barney, the African gray parrot in Gloucester, England, is quite a cheeky monkey. For a parrot, that is. Barney's owner, Margaret Sullivan, says her 10-year-old bird has gotten so good at mimicking her voice... He now orders the other animals around. <laughs> Sullivan has this. this is a great story. Sullivan has three dogs, Harry, Tilly, and Bluey, and there's also a cat named Shadow. Well, Barney the parrot's favorite game is calling Shadow the cat in Margaret's voice, and the cat shows up and then sits on top of the cage. <laughs> Mr. Sullivan said, quote, It's uncanny. He mimics her perfectly. He loves ordering them around. He's not frightened or scared of them at all, end quote. That's Barney the African Parrot. Oh, the UK. that's cute. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. You're so good. I throw you a curve like that, and you just picked it up. Thank you. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. I'm trying to be quiet. <laughs> oh, because they're speaking, aren't they? They're speaking now. We're coming to you live from NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference at the Queen Mary in Long Beach, where uh, just an amazing turnout of people who want to perhaps change careers, learn how to be a pet sitter, make up to six figures doing so, and spend your time with the animals. It's uh, There's a lot more animal jobs available now. You don't have to be just a vet anymore. No, we learned about uh, animal rights attorneys. You can even be an attorney and help the animals. Of course, you can learn about everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Dr. Debbie, you want to go answer some phones? I sure do. Let's take some calls. one 405 Right now we have Terry. Hi, Terry. How are you? Oh, i got to press this button over here or the phones won't work. Hi, Terry. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Very good. Glad to talk to you for like a couple of seconds there. I was talking to nothing. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Where are you? I am in Ohio. Well, you are on with Dr. Debbie. Well, hello, Dr. Debbie. Well, hi, Terry. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. So what do you have going on with you? Well, I have two Sheltie puppies. Um, they are eight, will be eight months old, the 15th of this month. And... The little female, she's very tiny. Uh, she's only about maybe 
15 pounds right now, and her brother is like 33, and they're out of the same litter. You'd never believe these are the same puppies out wow. of the same litter. It's a big difference, her, yeah. Yeah, it is a huge difference. Um, her teeth, her front, I assume they're the canine teeth, the ones that point down and then kind of get in sync with the bottom ones, the long mm-hmm. ones, they're coming in on an angle. They're protruding forward. At first, we didn't think she was going to get those teeth. And then they start coming in, and so now they're pointing forward, and it's kind of forcing her bottom teeth out. Is there is, is there something we need to be concerned about? Um, I mean, I've been on the Internet, and I've seen where they put braces on dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes sure. they pull the teeth. Uh, but when they pull the teeth, that they have complications. Is it something that we can just let her go with, or is it going to interfere with her eating, or, or what? Well, generally, in what you're describing is where um, the canine teeth are the big kind of like the fang teeth. And um, particularly in Shelties, we do see this congenital deformity, if you call it that, where that big hook tooth, it is pointed forward, and it can actually interfere with the gum and cause some problems when they become more mature. Uh So it does usually warrant some intervention. And I'd say that most people tend to go to either one of two schools um, (laughs) of belief here. One would be to extract that tooth um, because knowing that it's going to create problems, it's going to get caught on the tooth, we're going to have a, um, an area where there's going to be uh, excess tartar that's going to build up. Uh-huh. Um, so there's a lot of veterinarians that will say just to yank that tooth, pull it, get it out of there, be done and over with it. Now, there's the other possibility of trying something of a procedure called a vital pulpotomy. Basically, it's the equivalent of uh, cutting off part of the crown of the tooth and kind of sealing it up. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's shorter. It's still there. We're not really damaging that root structure. Those are, I'd say, probably two more common approaches. You can do braces, and you can try to restore that bite. Um, I don't know that a lot of veterinary dentists are really big fans of that, um, but there are some that will pursue that. But um, just knowing that that's just a future problem waiting to happen, you know, I would probably say yanking that tooth is going to be the the best and easiest solution that I could tell you to well, do. What I have I have read about is that sometimes this tooth evidently is as long in the gum area as it is hanging down and that it can interfere with her sinus cavities or something. Exactly, yeah. And actually, the way that any of those teeth on the upper jaw go is that there is, it's kind of like an iceberg. So what you see on the outside is only part of that tooth. Uh-huh. And that deeper part goes up and does penetrate part of the sinus. So, yeah, and when it's abnormally positioned, you're going to have more of a potential for problems there. Okay. Um, so so when, when we extract a tooth like that, we know we got to take out what we see and what we don't see on that tooth. Uh-huh. And if that tooth is removed fully and completely and... And uh, that can be done, you know, with your veterinarian with the benefit of x-rays, where they take little digital x-rays of the teeth, just like when you go to the dentist and you put that bite film in your mouth. Okay. Um, we, we do that for dogs, but they're generally asleep and sit still, and we do those same kind of um, x-rays, and that'll help to ensure that that tooth gets removed fully. So, in other words, fully. as far as leaving it go, is her teeth, would her teeth be fully formed now, or are they going to get longer? Because it's kind of like, it's funny because we call her... Her nickname is Elvis because she kind of looks like she's got that uh, curly lip. <laughs> you know, when <laughs> when she's uh, she's either got done eating or she's getting a treat or something, and then she'll look at you, and then she gets that tooth caught on her gum. 
and so I didn't know if that was if her tooth was fully formed yet, or if it's still going to grow more in, and then it's going to force those outer teeth out. Or I just, these are our third and fourth Shelleys. We've had two other Shelties, and um, we never had a problem with their teeth. And they actually came from the same breeder. Uh, they are the um, great nephews of our eight-year-old Shelties that we had to put down in June. That was part of our family, and. So now we have uh, two tricolored ones, and we couldn't decide on just taking one, so we ended up having brother and sister now. Instead of just having one, we have two. <laughs> oh, wonderful. And the male, but, he's fine. His teeth are beautiful and perfect. It's just yeah, perfect. and yet this, this defect does come up. It's, it's actually technically called uh, the term Lance canine. Uh-huh. Um, and I think for, for your baby's purposes, you're going to still see some growth in that tooth. And she's still young enough that you're going to see it kind of grow even further out. Okay. So, um, you know, so it, I, it does, I would definitely... It, warn, it does warn attention then. Yeah, I sure would. And, um, you know, you may have had shelters your whole life, but, you know, these kind of things do crop up. And they kind of, any breed, you know, a little uh, problem can come up, a genetic defect that you never saw before if you've bred schnauzers your whole life. So, um, but, yeah, I think address it and you'll be you'll be on a good plane and she'll never know the difference without that tooth done in the long run. This is Dr. Debbie. If you have a question, one 405 8405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Elvis saved a couple in Illinois. Okay, not the real Elvis, but their little dog named Elvis. Pam Fan and her fiancé were fast asleep in their mobile home when Elvis started jumping up and down, pawing at her and trying to wake her up. She was shooing Elvis away, thinking he'd seen a raccoon outside, but he wouldn't quit until she finally woke up and saw the bedroom was filled with smoke. She ran to the window and saw the back of the trailer was in flames. They called 911 and managed to put the fire out with fire extinguishers before help arrived. By that time, Elvis and his family had left the building, I mean trailer. They say Elvis had always been their canine king, but now he's their hero. Elvis, thank you very much. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, this is Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Don't have a cow, man. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. 
The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Hi, I'm Vladi. Let me introduce to you the new concept to the real pet food, AFS. AFS is a true miracle meal. All natural ingredients, 100% complete and balanced. No artificial flavors, no coloring, no fillers, no gluten, and absolutely no preservatives. Discover what the magic of the real meat can do for your pet's health. Visit AnimalFood.com Hi, this is Shelley Morrison from Willing Grace, and I'm on Animal Radio. Please, spay and neuter your pets. Please. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by AFS, real food for real pets. Visit AFS online at AnimalFood.com Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. We're live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach. It's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference. one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? Yeah, this is Mike. How are you doing today? Hey, Mike. How are you doing? Pretty good. Hey, I'm a, I'm a truck driver, and I'm also a rescue transport volunteer. Uh, my wife and I have been involved with uh, transport for about 15 years now. Oh, great. Do you work with Operation Roger? Uh, no, I've heard of them. Uh, we belong to a group called Rolling Rescue. We're located in Michigan, but we've uh, transported dogs all over the United States and Canada. Oh, great. Um, I was listening to this woman talk about her inability to get a dog because she's a truck driver. And and all, all the rescues that we deal with are, are more than glad to... Uh, to uh, adopt dogs to truck drivers. Um, in fact, uh, uh, I had a little uh, 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 pity Jack Russell Terrier mix that was uh, uh, man aggressive here a couple years ago that I took out in the truck with me for about uh, four months so I could get her used to men. And uh, the guy that adopted her is a truck driver. So, you know, it, it's not a problem in our part of the country. Yeah, so you're saying if she runs up against that uh, hurdle where an agency or an adoption agency says let us check out your house you need to have a fence then she needs to go to another rescue uh well i i don't see a problem with with them checking out her house to see if she's a fan, has a fence for once she is home but if they give her a lot of uh grief about it you know she really does need to find another rescue i mean there's plenty of rescues out there and a lot of them are desperate for people to adopt dogs but they but they are real uh, the rescues that we deal with are real good about uh, uh checking out credentials uh vet references home references and all nine yards you know so you're saying the rose the rescues are out there and i i actually agree with you what's your name mike mike i agree with you i think the rescues are out there if you do your due diligence spend a little time you're going to find a rescue that will uh, accept you as a truck driver and a, a pet guardian at the same time. I think there's the, the agencies out there that understand that. Oh, yes, there are. They're very much so. I appreciate your time. All right. Thank you. Thanks have a good day. We're coming to you live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach. It's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference. A lot of people learning about pet sitting today. If you want to learn more, head on over to PetSitters.org. If you're looking for a pet sitter, same place. These are bonded, certified sitters that can come into your house. 
and take care of your pet. Instead of sending them to the kennel for the weekend when you head out of town or if you can't bring them, bring in a pet sitter. Yes, let them stay at home and bring in the professional. Home's best. It's less stress. 1-866-405-8405. Going to go to the phones next with Dr. Debbie and Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Stick around. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Richard Karn from Home Improvement, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Now remember to spray and neuter your dog. <laughs> it's a good idea to spray and neuter your animals. In a Vinnie Penn, your resident party animal, coming at you with the party animal segment on Animal Radio. I just want to give a tip out there to those of you who are going through the unfortunate task of trying to recover a lost animal, a dog or a cat. I saw a flyer in my na- neighborhood recently. I always check out the flyers, as everyone should, because you, you know you're, we're always seeing animals in our neighborhood. And uh, a flyer is, is a great way to go, an organic, homegrown way to relocate the animal. But some people who are missing a pet really have the wrong idea when it comes as to what to put to the flyer. This flyer said something like, please return Poochie to our house. We miss him so much. And Poochie loves watching Survivor with us every Thursday night. Well, am I supposed to go home and dress up like Jeff Probst now and walk up and down the street and hope that Poochie sees me? How is our knowing what Poochie's favorite television show is going to help us find your dog? Be a little smarter when it comes to the flyers, people. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. one 405 It's Animal Radio coming to you live from the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference in Long Beach, California on the Queen Mary. You know, this is, it's a good thing that this is radio. You look at us now, we look like such a motley crew, especially the way we're dressed. <laughs> Vinny, we're, Vinny we're, especially. Yeah, we're dressed for radio. But of course, Dr. It, Debbie in her white coat. I like that. Looks very yes, uh, I like to be professional. <laughs> we have uh, Kay. Hey, Kay, how are you doing? Hi, how are you? Good, where are you? I'm in West Virginia. You are on with Dr. Debbie, Kay. Hi, Dr. Debbie. Um, Hi there. We have a, I have a six-month-old Maltipoo who will go outside and play and play and play and play and come back in the house and do his business. And doing both pooping and peeing in the house? Yes. Okay. And has he ever been house trained? Um, he seemed to do uh, pretty well for a little while, and now he's back to, as I said, he'll go outside and, and stay for maybe 15, 20 minutes. And okay. then come back in the house. All righty. Now, when he's outside, is he playing by himself? Is he with the family? Is he, what's going on? Uh, he's by himself. 
He's by himself. Okay. Well, what we're going to really need to see about doing is if he was house trained before, um, we need to kind of get back to the, the core of what he learned. And um, going outside and, and playing is good, but we also want to make sure that he has set time that he also does his business. Um, okay. So I want to make sure that we actually supervise him to do his duty. And, um, you know, he might have separate play times during the day. Um, but uh, to take him outside and actually witness the act and to praise him up and down and up and down because that positive reinforcement is very important for him to uh, you know, pick up those cues that this is good, this is where I'm supposed to do this thing. Um, and then when he returns into the home, um, then we don't want to leave him unsupervised. So if he has not done his duty outside with uh, you know, taking him out on a leash, then we're not going to let him run around the house because... You know, he's going to probably go into a corner and poo-poo. Um, so this is where crate training is very valuable um, because if he's not immediately by your side, you can use a crate to confine him. And then after you take him out of there, play with him outside, take him to do his business, then he's allowed free run. Um, but we have to make sure that we're getting the message across that this is where you do your outside business and then you come inside and you, you live inside the house. So um, that might be the basics. Now, did you do crate training when he was a youngster? Um, yes. Well, we actually only, we would only have him in a crate when we were gone. Um, I've never, I've never liked to put him in a crate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we well, crate when we were gone. Yeah, it, you know it. And when he was in the crate when you were gone, did he have any house soiling problems inside the crate? No. Cool. Good. Because that's really important. Because if he knows that and he's got that association, you can use it during regular times. Now, if you are able to stay with him and kind of constantly supervise him in the home, that will do the same sort of thing. You just have to be the one right by him, right by your side to supervise. Um, if you can't and you're cooking dinner or you're running in another room doing something else, that crate is not a punishment. It's a place where he can have a quiet haven. You can give him a little toy. Um, put a treat in there when he goes in there and make it a positive association. Um, I think so many people have a problem with crate training in that we feel that it's some way punishing a dog. But we, if it worked for the nighttime um, training for house training, it'll work for the daytime. So just use it in the right situation and make sure we do a positive reinforcement for when he does do his deed. And then, of course, those areas that he's making those messes, we want to clean up with a very good enzymatic cleaner um, to make sure those smells come out. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, go outside with him. Uh, right. We want to be. Sure that... Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, I hope that helps you. And this house training stuff, it's tough. It really is. So make sure that we've got constant supervision, positive reinforcement, and, you know, we'll get there. I think we're almost done here. I, I've learned a lot today, and if you want to learn more about what we've done, you want to head on over to PetSitters.org. And if you're looking for a pet sitter, PetSitters.org is the same place. You can put in your five-digit zip code and find... Find a pet sitter near you that's bonded, that can help your animal if there's an emergency. They know first aid. They're certified. All of these pet sitters go through rigorous classes and testing so that when they come to your house, they know what to do if there's an emergency and they know how to handle your animals. Isn't that a great feeling? I mean, what a great teamwork between the 
pet lover, their veterinarian, and their pet sitter. I think that's a great team right there. And you know what? You, you look at the, all the speakers that are here today, and you see that there's a great amount of diversity. In other mm-hmm. words, there's not just people that are pet sitters here. There's people that are involved with public relations. There's people that are, law, are involved with animal law. It really is a big industry. And if you want to learn more, PetSitters.org. Of course, everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. You look very tired, Blotty. <laughs> Worn down today. It's been a busy day here. Yes, I'm working so hard. I work so hard today, and I really, really love this organization. And uh, they do great things for the members, and I highly suggest you join them. Very good. Have a great week from all of us at Animal Radio. We'll give you a pretty big old hug from all of us. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.